Hello and welcome to the Reflection Pool podcast produced by the Vernal Pool, UC Merced's undergraduate creative arts journal. My name is Cassandra Chase and today I am joined by Trinity Gonzalez, a published student writer for the Vernal Pool. Today we will discuss some of her writing goals and hobbies. Trinity, where are you from? Uh, hi, so um, I'm originally from Sacramento, born and raised. Yeah. Oh, the Bay Area. I'm from Vallejo. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that was, I went through all my schooling there and I ended up going to Merced because it was where my sister went. She's a couple mm-hmm. years older than me. So it was nice to have that uh, when making the switch because it, well, it's not far, mm-hmm. like from um, Sac to Merced, it mm-hmm. was a big change. You know? mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, so what is your year and your major? Oh, I'm a third year uh, psychology major um, with a writing minor. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you mentioned uh, one reason why you attended UC Merced because your sister did and um, it's not too far, um, though that it's different. But are there any other reasons why you came to UC Merced? Um, yeah, definitely. I really like uh, Merced because compared to a lot of other uh, schools, especially UCs, with it being like there are older um, universities with like larger classes, it's hard to get some of the classes you want when you want them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the benefits of UC Merced right now, while it is growing right now, since it's still like one of the smaller UCs, mm-hmm. you get a lot of one-on-one learning compared to like Berkeley mm-hmm. or like Davis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. For sure. That was my number one reason to come into UC Merced because it was a smaller UC. Um, The class sizes were substantially smaller. Some of those class sizes remind me of uh, high school class sizes, at least for my high school. Um, And I wanted my professors to know who I was and not to just be drowning in a sea of people of thousands like at UC uh, UC Berkeley. No shade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely less competitive. Like there are many for across majors, there's many like internship opportunities and volunteer Mm -hmm. opportunities that are less competitive just because there's less students here. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. It's a lot of resources here at UC Merced. And that was like the second reason why I came here. It just feels like they're handing out resources. Um, Yeah. Um, So how were you introduced to writing? Uh, Well, growing up, I remember uh, very specifically, it was in sixth grade. I had at least creative writing for me. Um, I had a teacher who was, it was his last year there. He was retiring. So we did a lot of fun activities because Mm. it was his last year from like Monopoly tournaments to learning how to juggle. But one of our assignments was, (laughs) just simply to create a short story. Mm. And that's where I kind of found my passion because I didn't think I would take it so seriously. It was like one of the fun assignments, but I just, I let myself have fun with it. Mm -hmm. He read it, he liked it. And well, if I read it today, I would probably cringe because it's so bad. (laughs) I was 11. (laughs) It's like a wonderful place to look at, like this is where I started and this is where my passion for it started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. So do you only write creative nonfiction? Uh, No, I prefer just creative writing in general, Mm -hmm. like mostly because for a large majority of my like academic career, it has been all academic writing. And so creative writing is kind of like my break, you know, my outlet. Mm. So I've been trying to get into more poetry and just like just fiction in general. Nice. But I do really, I, uh, I really like want to get more into like magical realism Ooh. and uh, just, 
I really like rooted in reality stories, but with some kind of fantastical element to mm-hmm. make it a little interesting. I love that. I love that. Um, so what was it like becoming published for the Vernal Pool? Um, well, it was one where I wasn't aware of the Vernal Pool for my first year. It was really um, during, you know, the year when we were all online during the pandemic mm. that I had, I took a creative writing course here and my, uh, the first piece I ever submitted was one of my assignments mm-hmm. and was where my um, professor recommended, like, you should try to submit this. And I really just liked the experience of submitting because prior to that, I've never, I've rarely shared any creative writing with people that weren't just in my immediate, like, family or friends. So it was nice to, like, see the more, like, see, to experience the publishing side of writing. Mm-hmm. And you get to put it on your resume. <laughs> Publish. Um, so you spoke a little bit about the why you published uh, to the Vernal Pool. Can you speak a little bit about why you chose How You Love Me? Though that was the assignment, um, maybe I guess what I'm asking is, how did you come about How You Love Me? Mm-hmm. Well, the assignment in uh, general was just a blank space writing assignment. So Mm. whether it be auditory blank space with a lot of pauses or visual, I included both in it. And it was a very personal piece to me Mm because while I changed the names, it was based off a conversation I've had with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice because the, uh, the time in which that piece took place has been, it's been years since then. And so it was nice to reflect on it of a time with a person I really cared about Mm -hmm. when we were very uncertain of if we would be in each other's lives for the long term. Mm -hmm. Happily, we are. We're still, he's one of my best friends. But it was a time where I really like to reflect on portraying the emotions of when I wasn't sure in life, you know, when you're afraid, like, oh, will I lose somebody because of where I'm at currently compared to where they're at? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I resonated with the piece a lot. Um, I felt like certain things that were said, I've either said or heard, and it was very, um, it was giving very much um, crossroads mm-hmm. energy. Like we're uncertain of where we're going. I'm as individuals and together. Um, the trajectory is uncertain whether this is going to be negative, positive in between. Um, so that was the the energy that I was receiving by reading this piece. And that's interesting that you said that the piece had to do with blank space. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yeah. Because um, the piece is, it looks like stanzas. Um, it's not read as necessarily poetry, um, but it looks poetic. And there's one narrative on one side and another narrative on the other side. Um, and they're not lined up, they're uh, staggered, staggered. So it's it's a really interesting read to see it in that perspective. And I feel like it flows easier that way given the context. Um, so, so yeah, I enjoyed the piece. <laughs> yeah, it was um, for, since most of my writing, since I was really into acting during my um, 
high school years. Mm. So a lot of my experience with writing was writing scripts. So I'm very mm. used to like splitting up the dialogue like That's that. Interesting. And so I really like it because it's a way to visually portray a conversation kind of since the di different people speaking are on different sides of the page itself. Mm -hmm. It's in a sense like visually like facing each other, mm. even though they're not showing people in it. That's really interesting. You don't know unless you know. That's a really interesting way to see scripts. Um, I would have never thought about it like that. Um, so that somewhat goes into the next question, which is um, how would you describe your writing style? My writing style? Um, well, I, I really want to branch out more because a lot of my writing style is very... I don't know why I do it. I write a lot of sad things. Mm. Um, I'm not super sad, but <laughs> it's I really like strong emotions because it's very cathartic, even if you haven't really experienced it. Like two of the pieces that I submitted to this semester's uh, journal poll were about family, one about war, one about like a mom, you know, who was dying of like cancer, but she gets the chance to like relive a life with her daughter kind of mm -hmm. thing. And they're mm -hmm. very just like, heavy pieces mm -hmm. but i really like that was a beautiful piece by the way <laughs> thank you um but i really like when a, a writer is able to portray and like convey an emotion to a reader that the reader has an experience with but they can still like relate to in some way like i haven't i've luck luckily i haven't experienced like war and like many heartbreaks like that mm -hmm. but when you sometimes there's writing where it's with their words and how they describe you know in detail of like what's happening in them you can like almost it takes you there yeah and i really like like sensory like elements in my writing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you for sure get that in this piece in here as well as the piece that you had um submitted this semester you very much um are drawn into the story um so yes thank you for sharing that um who is your favorite writer Ooh, that's actually hard because because for a long time I wasn't a big reader mm. because so much of my reading experience was purely academic and mm. like I kind of got burned out for like a few years of just where I wasn't really reading anything long anything like substantial like mm -hmm. besides like poetry like my Angel and stuff like that where mm. like I love those but I couldn't like get into reading for so long because so much of my time was spent, like, because I was in higher division, like, English classes, where I was reading, like, Shakespeare, Great Gatsby, all the, like, literary classics that, well, are good in their own respects, mm -hmm. you know, when you have to annotate every page for mm -hmm. color symbolism, in your free time, you don't want to read. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it took me a long time. I was reading a lot of, like, self-published things of like people's creative fiction just online mm. like um I forget his name like Matt Hewing is like the current one I'm reading it's from a book called The Midnight Library which I really like um about when a girl who dies you know she gets to see um every uh see her different versions of her life depending on major choices she could have made in life and she gets the opportunity to pick one and see like what it would have let her down so it's like a big a book big on like oh regrets and hmm. how your life could change based off one decision you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so he's currently my favorite but like again I don't have many favorites mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
Well, you mentioned that author book. Are there any other poets or authors that you like to recommend to our listeners to check out? Um, I mean, I feel like it's a little basic. I really loved Maya Angelou because in our in my um, high school we had a uh, unit on um, black poetry, and so I really I really just like black poets a lot. Mm-hmm. Where um, it was nice. Because so much of like academic reading is not targeted towards black people. Mm-hmm. And like even then, um, that was the first year it ever happened. And that was just a couple of years ago. Um, so it was like refreshing to hear stories from a perspective that's like, well, not s- completely similar to mine, similar to like the people, like my family members and people like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like basic, but my Angelou. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any hobbies? Hobbies. Um, yeah, like I know during quarantine, I got really into earring making because I just had the time. And like, yeah, writing is the biggest one, I would say. Mm-hmm. I really um, I need to get over like procrastination because I have just several unfinished writing pieces because it's easy to when you think of an idea that's like really great, but doesn't fit into your current like line of work. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, let me just start this real quick. So there's like eight like four chapter books so far that just aren't finished yet so (laughs) like I really did like uh during quarantine I just had a lot of time to write so that's what I did Mm -hmm. and then yeah just picking up different hobbies because you had the time like baking and earring making stuff like that Mm -hmm. and what are your earrings made out of oh just clay oh and then I put like mosh posh to seal it and then just bought earring bags Nice, nice. For those you can't see, they're little mushrooms. <laughs> um, are there any last thoughts or advice that you would like to give our listeners? Um, I would say it's not really advice, but more like a message I like in regard to writing. Um, I really aspire to write more representative stories because it's easy uh, to, because I am a Black, Filipino, and Puerto Rican woman. Growing up writing um, and reading, there wasn't a lot of stories where I felt represented. Mm-hmm. And I love that I'm given the opportunity to portray stories of marginalized groups mm-hmm. because it's easy to feel lost in writing when there's no you don't see anyone like you. And I also want more representation for um, marginalized groups in a variety of genres mm-hmm. because one of my biggest gripes is um, like... Black tragedy writing or films like that, where at a point you just get tired, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I know slavery happened. I know all these like mm-hmm. civil rights movements. And sometimes they're beautiful stories, especially when they're written and directed by like Black uh, authors and writers. But at a point you want to see Black wizards or Black fantasy. Yes. Because, right? Yes. Black mermaids. Yes. Yes. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yes. Because as a kid, you know, a lot of what you're able to read is just what's in your school library and stuff like that. I'm lucky enough now that I'm older, I can like, you know, search the web for any like small sliver of representation I need. Mm-hmm. But like when you're a kid, you're just reading books of like Magic Treehouse, Harry Potter, and like these aren't made for me. Mm-hmm. They're fun stories all nonetheless, but they don't talk like me. They don't look like me. They don't, I don't, I'm not reminded of my family or the, where I've grown up. Mm-hmm. So I want more kids to be able to look at writing and be like, yeah, that's me. That's why one of my favorite movies and piece of media in general is Black Panther, because I was mm-hmm. like, it was the first time I was like, hey, 
she looks like my cousin. She looks like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was able to like see myself in writing. And so, yeah, final, <laughs> it's a little heavy, but that was the final parting message. Go out in there and write, be representative. <laughs> no, it's not heavy. It's real. I feel like um, every person that I've interviewed this semester has been a person of color mm-hmm. and they've all have brought up Brett representation, representation in writing, representations within writing programs. Um, It's just not there. You know, now it's 2022, so things are kind of happening. Things are kind of the same. Um, But I think it's important that we call out these things and acknowledge that that's part of telling the story, that we're doing this um, because it's a hobby, because we love it, but also we want to share our stories that are unique, unique to us as individuals and unique to those who share our our similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, so though it can be heavy, I feel like we have to share our heavy stories as well as our fun and lighthearted stories. Mm-hmm. That's why we gotta have the stories yeah. about the black mermaids and yes. the black fairies and the black uh, gnomes and, and all of the things. After you this, know. I'll get to it, I'll, I'll start right there. <laughs> You know, like we have to keep pushing out this work and keep uh, sharing with the world that Blackness in particular is not a monolith and it looks different. Um, And there's diversity within all of our cultures and there's intersections within all of these um, cultures and titles and um, things that we hold as individuals. So I appreciate you yeah. coming. Thank you, and, Thank you for having um, me. Sharing your story. Um, we had mentioned before the interview uh, reading a piece mm-hmm. of the poem. Would you still want to do so? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, Would you want me to bring it? I think I have it up. I will probably just read the uh, either beginning or end bit, maybe combined because they make a little little poem stanza because the rest is um, presented like dialogue. So it might not be the best for uh, yours. We drop seeds in winter snow in hopes that the seasons will change and we'll survive the cold, blooming into something greater than we are now. May his spring come soon. I'm fine waiting for the ice to melt, even if it never will. I just know that more than anything, I want him to find his happiness, even as, as he wants me to find mine, even if it's not by each other's side. May we each find our soft epilogue, my dearest friend. And that was the beginning mm-hmm. and end to my piece. So if you want to check out the full piece, go to the Vernal Pool. Yes. Volume 8, issue 1. <laughs> yes, I love that shout out. Um, yes, I love that shout out. If you want to look at Trinity's piece, go to the Vernal Pool website and we have all of our issues there that you can check out. Um, And again, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your story and your work. Um, And I look forward to our next episode. Bye. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that discussion as much as I did. If you are interested in seeing past editions of The Vernal Pool, check out our website, thevernalpool.ucmerced.edu by clicking the link in the description. Past editions can also be found on our eScholarship page, the link to which will be also in the description. 
UC Merced's undergraduates who are interested in submitting their creative writing or visual art for publication can find detailed instructions on how to do so on our website. To make sure you catch future episodes of the Reflection Pool podcast, please consider subscribing to this channel. To connect further, please follow us on Instagram by clicking the link in the description or searching for at vernopool underscore UCM on Instagram. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. Bye.